Hello and everyone, welcome back to the Outlet Podcast. This is Connor. This is Paisley. Paisley, I'm so excited to be here today to talk about the NCAA tournament and our experiences. But before we get into that, give me some tea. Like how I'm doing? <laughs> I mean, this is the tea. The tea? <sighs> what is the tea? Um, well, first I'll start with basketball. We started playoffs on Sunday and we ended up winning against Nordlinden. Um, Game winning free throws? Literally, it was the, let me think, like second, no, it was the fifth time we played them this season. That's all, by the way, that is a lot of times <laughs> to play one team. Yeah, during the season, because we played them once preseason in a tournament, which we won, and then we played them another time. We played them twice in regular season, we split with them, and then we played them another time in the cup game, we beat them, and then we just played them again for the first time in playoffs, and we beat them again. And guess what? We play them again on Friday, because playoffs is the best of three. And guess what? So if they lose... Then they have to play them again, and the bus ride is like six or seven hours. Yeah, the bus ride is seven Ooh. hours to get to them, and we've got, they've played once at our place, and we played four times at theirs. So it's literally the worst bus ride ever. My whole body was so sore on Monday. Just, I'm pretty sure, not even from the game, just from sitting on the bus for that long. 14 hours in one day. We oh, yeah. drove there in the morning and drove back that night. It was on a awful. game day, on a game day, just to get Ugh. this correct. Yeah. Wild. During playoffs, it doesn't make any sense, but it is what it is. So, yeah, there's that. More on the sad news, my grandma actually passed away last week, and that was kind of crazy, something we had to deal with. Um, and honestly, like, looking back on this year so far for Connor and I, it's just been kind of a heavy year for us, which is sad because of Connor's grandma passing away in January, and then now my grandma passing away, but... It's been tough, but luckily I have Connor here with me and he is me here with him because um, it's just better to have someone there to support you. And luckily um, I didn't have to go home and I'm able to finish out the season because my grandma's funeral isn't until later. So that it kind of all worked out because I was really stressing over having to leave like my team early. And like pretty much pack up everything, but luckily we get a finish out. So, yeah, like it was very interesting because I was going through the exact same situation as my wife was, and I could obviously tell because I had so much anxiety of like, okay, like I'm leaving my team, I have commitment, I'm in Germany, I'm going back. But now she was in a place where it was playoffs, and her teams are just starting. Like this is what you work for at the very end of the season for the playoffs. And, you know, she pretty much had one month left to go and, but her grandma just passed away. And so we just were very anxious, uh, here in Germany once again. Um, but I think, you know, just thinking about it, like I've just had a lot of thought of like the world in general and our, our journey and even your journey, like the world is just trying to like beat you down and thrash on you Mm -hmm. and like you need like a supporting cast you need to take care of yourself you need to take care of your mental state and like the biggest thing is you know making sure 
that you don't you don't let it beat you down and you just keep trying to get better and better yeah in, in whatever way and it's harder said than done and especially when you're living in that moment but just just, just that's that's just a reminder there's always things that are going to be popping up yeah that's that's normal this i just want everyone to know like that is that is very normal yeah. and it's very hard for me when things kind of change um that like i wasn't expecting the moments like the first moments those are really really tough for me um i'm not very i'm not the best with change especially with unexpected change and um but luckily like i've been able to just do a lot better like give me like five or ten minutes or in this case give me like two or three days to kind of process things and figure out like what's going on because um like it's just such a sticky situation like above all though my family is my priority like as bad as it might say like my family comes first over like this team and this basketball season so if I needed to go home I would have and luckily my not even luckily but my coach and my team were very understanding um of whatever decision I was going to make and really supportive so I like really appreciated that of them but um but yeah like if I had to go home if my parents were saying come home it's time to come home I would have obviously and Connor would have come with me as well but um my parents and I like they they said no it's okay we have everything handled back home everybody is working and helping to figure everything out because this was unexpected we kind of expected my grandma to stay like have at least one more Christmas with her but I don't know anyway I feel like we're talking too long about this no but this is very important because I like want to say two more things about this and then we can move on but Paisley said like her priorities are with her family first and I just think that is very important if you like learn your priorities in your life and then don't don't compensate on them don't compromise on them and so what what i'm saying is like prepare now to have your priorities and so when hard decisions come up like this it's more of like i already know what i'm doing rather than you know x y and z and you're going to rationalize because we're humans and that's what we do and make excuses and guess what if you don't make priorities other people will make your priorities for you and you don't want that you're not living your life that means and the second thing is like uh paisley was on the phone with her grandma pretty much for one last time and i got to hear her sweet message to her grandma and it made you know everyone cry that heard and it was just very sweet and it was like a very powerful short simple statement uh that she gave her grandma and i will probably remember that for the rest of my life so wow yeah it was it was really sweet it was really nice so but on a lighter note, well, anybody that anybody that knows me and has was a part of my childhood knew my grandparents. So I got a lot of sweet messages from like my friends just saying how much they'll miss my grandma and whatever. And that means like the most to me that I was able to share like some of the most important people in my life with my friends. So, okay, tell me your life updates. Tell me what's been happening with your life. Um we lost a heartbreaker this last week in, in basketball. Um, 
I played well, but obviously not well enough. And we just lost it at the very end again. It's just been like the tell of the season is kind of young and experienced um, and just has been, haven't closed games. And, the, you know, it happens. And so I'm just learning through this process, kind of being in a different situation than I ever have been in my entire life. So um, I'm just putting one step in front of the other and learning how to how to navigate it. Yeah. It's different. It's it's hard. Um, but you see what brings success and what doesn't. And so it's just been it's been a learning experience and that's how I'm gonna take it. Yeah, with our call with our uh basketball experience, professional basketball experience, it has been environments that Connor and I have never had to face before. Like I have only lost I have I haven't lost a lot of games in my life. Um, and neither has Connor and I mean, Connor's team is on a lose, like this doesn't even matter, but it's just interesting. Like the different types of, I don't know this year, Connor and I've realized like this year has been a huge, huge learning. It's been such a hard year for us. It's probably the hardest like experience we've ever gone through, but like we have literally I don't know about grown. the hardest experience I've ever gone through. together. Okay. Together yes. and maybe for me personally. Um, but literally no, I know for me personally, but um like I've learned so much from this experience and I've come out with like two of the most like the two of the best things that have come out of this experience. I just keep telling like my family is like Connor and I's relationship has got much closer than it ever would have in this time like in this like eight months that we've been over here and that's just really special to me and then I also like grew like the best friendships with Callie and Darian one of Connor's teammates and his girlfriend like that will be friends with them for the rest of our lives and so those are like two of the most like that that's kind of what just has made this all so worth it for me yeah and I would just like add one thing when I was riding my bike the other day you, you know, you get in your thoughts when you ride your bike for long periods of time is if you go through hard times, why not learn from them? Yeah. If you're going to, because you're going to go through hard times and guess what? If you go through good times, why not learn from them? Just, just continue to learn and like, and you're going to like prosper from it. Mm-hmm. And so like, you can be like looking at it like, oh, this is so hard, this and that. Well, guess what? Like drive something out of it. And like, if you're going through it, might as well, you know, learn from it. Yeah. I don't know. So I thought, okay, what else has going, been going on? Well, I have to, just on a more lighter note, I have to tell you guys my new favorite drink because I've been obsessed with it. You might have seen it on my Snapchat a couple times, but it's little, literally aloe vera. Um, I don't even know, like juice or something. And my favorite, so I've tried pome- or, yeah, pomegranate the regular original flavor and then mango and guys literally the aloe vera mango is my favorite so aloe vera is super super good for you which like it's good you i remember i always put it on me when i got sunburns my mom would always put that on me and like make a cooling sensation on my burn but it's also really healthy to drink because it hydrates you also i've heard people putting it on their face for like uh, skincare which would be super interesting but the mango is my favorite i think it literally tastes so good and there's like aloe vera chunks in it too which like i don't mind i like boba so it's kind of like the same thing 
but yeah that's like i i recommend anybody trying the mango flavor first because that's literally the best flavor but i don't know if there's any more flavors besides grapefruit and the original and then mango but i really like it so it is has been your favorite drink (laughs) for sure um paisley and i went on a date this last monday yeah that was fun and it was a good date um the date kind of entailed if someone needs a date idea was we would ask each other five questions and then we kind of told each other two stories that we made (laughs) up um my prompt was romantic love story and connor's was what our future will be next year or like what our from today and then oh my gosh if you guys hear that we have to talk about that too. But anyway, Connor's prompt was one year. Um, what's going to be our next year? Like yeah. What it's, what it's going to be like. And then uh, then we talked about three things that we really loved this last month and one thing that we need to work on in our relationship. And we had fire food. Yeah. And, and a super good dessert. It was like a, a su- chocolate dessert. souffle, like lava cake from, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Applebee's, but they have this lava cake. And then we had like, is it Applebee's or is mango it? and passion fruit sorbet? I bet a lot of different places have it, but I know Applebee's mm. does. Okay. I have to tell you guys the most annoying thing that's been happening. Our most recent Germany like issue. So Connor and I get, have been woken up now two days in a row to some loud drilling and like chainsaw and i don't even know what's going on downstairs in an apartment but literally this is, this at 7 45 in the morning this they're hasn't drilling. happened like two days in a row it's happened a couple of weeks like because it's like they spread it out like it's been here and there but now this week they're doing it again oh my gosh and it's so loud and i feel like it's right underneath us it is the most annoying thing and they're still going at it today but they start at 7 50 7 30 like in the morning and go to like nine, stop, and then proceed again. I'm like, it make it. It's been pissing me off. But anyway, that's just what I had to tell you. So if you hear anything like drilling, that's what that is. That's the <laughs> house we used to live in, and then it got flooded, and this and that, and now they're redoing it, and now we live upstairs. It, yeah, yeah it's we've crazy. talked about that. We've talked a about that. Times that's enough in other episodes. But anyway, okay. should we jump into our March Madness experiences? Let's jump into it. Today's episode is sponsored by The Next Athletes. One of the main points in getting noticed by recruiters as an athlete is discoverability. With over 8 million student athletes at the high school level in the United States, and not to mention international recruits, how does an athlete get the exposure they need? Social media is saturated with irrelevant content, making those platforms unreliable. Recruiters oftentimes don't have the bandwidth to read every email or answer every DM or text, much less pick up every phone call. So when, where, and how are they finding their potential recruits? Insert the Next Athletes. The Next Athletes solves the problem by being the discoverability platform for the athlete's exposure and the recruiter search process. A place for recruiters to conduct granular searches by a variety of criteria, location, physical attributes, sport, graduating class, club experience, player efficiency rating, amongst many others, allowing the recruiters and coaches to build and discover their next athletes the mission is to simplify the discoverability process and present the athletes in front of coaches and recruiters all in one place how does this work each athlete creates a profile either on their own or with the assistance of an athlete profile manager once the profile has all the right information 
that profile is then live, discoverable, announced via email to colleges, and promoted on social media, inviting recruiters to check out the new group of prospects. Are you ready to fill the roster as the next athletes? Visit www.thenextathletes.com to get started at no charge for three months between now and April 2023. Thank you to The Next Athletes for being our first sponsor, and you can see it all in the show notes. I'll start. I'll start with this story, and this actually has to deal with your team last year. Okay. Well, and I thought we'd just start at the beginning. I know, but I want to make a point. Is this a, a good point? Okay. Yeah, I want to make a point. Um, so... I played at UVU last year. We had some injuries. We didn't win the WAC. We didn't win the, the the tournament, so we didn't get to go to the big NCAA tournament. And so Paisley's team did, and because we're married, I was able to go and On the watch NCAA. Her. Yeah. Damn. In Michigan. And so I was super excited to be around the team, to, you know, to support them. And I was in the locker room after their first practice. And I think at this time they had like, I don't know, like three, four freshmen on the team. Six. Six freshmen on the team. Yeah, I knew it was a crazy amount. They had six freshmen on the team. And I went over to them and I'm like, you know, like, what is the feeling of being in the NCAA tournament? Like, how do you feel? And they're like, oh, it's pretty cool. And my mouth literally about hit the floor. (laughs) And like, I thought about it more and I was like, oh, they just don't understand how hard it is to get to the NCAA tournament, how hard it is to win and actually get there. And then not only get there, but to win games there. Yeah. And so my point is like making it to the NCAA tournament is harder than, than you think it's a privilege to make it there. And we just see like all the big names and all the schools. And like, you just think like teams just are always in there and they just show up, but it's actually hard. Yeah. And especially as a mid major where, you know, like in the WAC, you have to win the tournament. And in the WCC, it used to be you have to win the tournament. And then, you know, eventually over time, St. Mary's, BYU, um, they played hard enough schedules and the, the conference got a lot better. And so like maybe like two teams could go. And on a very, very, very good year, three teams would go. But rather than that, like yeah, you had to win at the end, of the end end of the year and to get there. And so I just wanted to start this off is like, it's hard to get there. It's amazing when you get there and it's hard to win when you get there. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great opportunity. And it's something that I'll never forget, even though my time was very limited in the tournament. So I was luckily able to go three times out of my five years, which I'm so grateful for. Like it's what you've, uh, it's the it's the best. And so I went also, so I went twice when it was just regularly how the NCAA goes. And then once when COVID happened, where all the teams were in one location, which that was really fun, but it was definitely an experience. So let me talk about my sophomore year when we first went to the NCAA tournament. We had a really, really good season and we ended up beating Gonzaga in the finals and we won the WCC tournament which was really fun um and even more exciting I actually so that year it was my sophomore year and I got like second team all conference which like I thought I got gypped Jetty thought I got gypped um thinking that I should have gotten first team 
And so I just remember him telling me, he's like, hey, just go show him like who you really are in this tournament. And I remember doing that and I ended up getting um, MVP of the tournament, which was really fun. So not only did we win it, I got MVP and we're going to the NCAA dance. Yeah, NCAA like March Madness tournament. Literally so fun. Like that was such, that's a huge highlight of my career, which I'm really proud of. And then we go to the NCAA tournament, which was amazing. Um, We ended up playing uh, in Stanford's arena, which was really fun because Stanford was a big name. That's when kind of they were up and coming. And we played Auburn. We were an 11 seed. They were, we were a 12 seed. They were, you were a 10 seed. We were a 10 seed. They were a seven seed. They were a seven. And we kind of had the impression that Auburn was going to come in and kind of overlook us. That was kind of our impression because just how they warmed up. Um, I mean, they're in a power five conference. So SEC, yeah. One of the biggest conferences. And yeah, so they were like probably middle of their um, like conference, but they still got to go because they get multiple bids. But like we were the top of our conference. So I kind of had a good feeling that like we would win that and we ended up beating them. I remember they had this super, super pressure, like full court press, but we kind of just walked right through them. Like we were confident, we were calm, we passed right through them and got easy buckets and we kind of shocked them for sure, which I liked doing. Um, That was a really, really like fun game. And then we ended up playing Stanford in the round of 32. Um, And like, I remember we played good, but we just got tired. Like we were up part of the game. Like we were beating, playing them really tough. And then we just got tired by the end of it. And we ended up losing to Stanford. Yeah. Didn't did Stanford go to the final four that year too, though? Honestly, I can't remember. I can't remember either. But Stanford was really good that year also. Yeah. They had a bunch of really good Because Paisley's team like, was really good. Dijonet, Carrington, um, What's Anna that? Wilson. What's that one girl that you didn't like i'm not even gonna say dang it (laughs) but sorry guys i tried (laughs) yeah anyway it's not even that i didn't like her she was just a tough competitor and she just annoyed me during that game that's it it's one of those people like oh you love to have them on their on your team but you hate to play against them because they're that and i am one of those players myself like obviously people that play me not obviously but people that do play me i've got the comment that they hate me but then they meet me in person and they like me which is good but anyway um so what was your favorite part of the that tournament what do you remember the most like i remember like the media uh talking to all of us like it was such a brand new experience for my team and i remember like the media um and being called in to do media in front of like a huge ncaa wall and I remember like all the drinks and snacks that we got. Like we were really like, I felt like we were being taken care of. Like it was really, really fun. Like you're supposed to be, in my opinion, like kind of wined and dined and congratulations for getting here. And here's, here is like this huge opportunity, like go and take it. And I remember like the cheerleaders being there and the band, like we took our first like um, chartered flight with like, all the cheerleaders and the band and oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And I just remember feeling like, okay, this is how it's supposed to be. Like, this is the start of us kind of 
putting BYU back on the map. Yeah, and and Paisley brings up a good point. Like when you make it to the tournament, like the NCAA, they pay for the the flights, the bus, like like everything the to get you there. Rooms. The hotel rooms, and so you fly out of like pretty much where you live. And you're on this plane with a huge plane with the cheerleaders, the band, like with everyone that everyone can go, like whoever, and is completely awesome because everyone is there for you to support you. And everyone's super excited. Oh yeah, super excited. Especially those first couple of days. There's just like everyone's checking in, you see all the teams, you see all the brackets, like Yeah. It was cool. And um oh I forgot what I was gonna say. Dang it. Anyway. But yeah, that was that was literally such a good experience. And I mean, even though like our team was really close that year and even though we like lost in the second round, we were still just really really proud of each other and we had good team chemistry and um like it it was just so fun. It, it was, was fun. really it good. It was fun to watch too. It was a it was a really good team. Um what do you think like people miss? Like, as a player, you see, it's kind of normal to you, but, like, ordinarily people that don't play in the tournament, like, what do they miss? What do you think? Hmm. Like, they don't know about. I mean, there's so much behind the scenes that's going on that, like, nobody sees. Like, the practices that we have um, at the tournament, like, um, what else? Like, the different, like, all the... Uh, media people like uh, reporters asking for interviews like also I remember when I was there at Stanford and we had a practice one of the commentators was the Seattle Storm coach and he was talking to Jetty and he was like um, talking about our team like during one of our practices and Jetty told me after that he had mentioned me and was like oh yeah like I know Paisley like I've watched her play like a little bit in AAU and basketball and, uh, in high school and stuff like that. And she's, she's a good little player. Like I was just so excited to hear that because Seattle storm obviously is my home team. And then in the future I did end up playing for them for like a uh, training camp, which was really fun. And, but he wasn't the coach there, but like that even just shows like my name was kind of going around Seattle storm where I then like, I don't know if it, it started there. It probably did where like my name was then in the revolving door for like that class to potentially come in and see if I'd be a good fit for the team. Yeah. So that, that was literally exciting. played out. You saw it all play out too. That's amazing. Yeah. I witnessed it. I was there also. Well, at the very end I was there. Yeah. For it. Um, also another thing is like um, the schools, like if you're sponsored by Nike, if you're sponsored by Adidas, you're sponsored by Under Armour, they give you a certain pair of shoes wear yeah, during the tournament like you, obviously you don't have to wear them but they're like saying like oh here's shoes like you made it to the tournament and then once you get there like you get like um some gear some souvenirs and different things yeah. like that that's that's pretty cool and like if you keep winning like i think you get like obviously i wouldn't know but like you keep you getting get more, more things. money you get more money stipends, more things. yeah or not for stipends for like per diem and um and like even for your conference and, yeah. you get more money so, um Dang, I keep forgetting what I'm going to say. Well, I'll, I'll say something because my first experience is really, really sad. So my sophomore year, um, we had a really good team. We had TJ, Jake, Yoli, Zach, Dalton, me, Alex Barcelo. Um, I mean, we just, we had a really, 
a really good squad and we had a really good season. That was one of the like a season I'll remember for the rest of my life because we had an Italy trip, international Italy trip. We played in the Maui Classic. Mm, that's one of my favorite favorite all-time memories of basketball. Oh my gosh, you know what's crazy? That's exactly what my team did. We went on a Europe trip and then also the Maui Classic the same year and went to the tournament that same year. And we were like so close as a team. Yeah. And maybe that's a special sauce. That is a special sauce. (laughs) Do it more. (laughs) And, you know, we had a really good season. We didn't play very good in the WCC, but because we played so good in the regular season, we played such good competition. Like we're going to get a pretty good seed in the NCAA tournament. And we had all this hype around us. We actually started playing pretty good at the end of the season. Um, And then, like, we're just about to go to the tournament. Everything's just about to start to roll. And then COVID hit. And And everything got shut down. Yeah, everything got shut down. And, like, if there's one thing and, like, and I usually I'm not a person to, like, regret anything or, like, to miss anything. Like, I just move on in my life. But if there's one thing I wish could have played out, well, actually, there's two things. Two things that could have played out was first is winning my state, Idaho State Basketball Championship my junior year. But the second thing was I really, really, really wish I would have got that experience my sophomore year to play in the tournament because I think that would have helped me in my junior season and just like basketball in general because you work really hard for like these moments. Mm-hmm. And then you worked, I worked really hard, you know, that off season and that, and just to have it end like that and to have it end for the seven seniors that we had yeah, that was on my tough. team. And we just had a really close, good team, veteran guys that knew how to play basketball. So it was, it was a good team to make a run, but it just didn't happen. And I have to live with, I have to live with that. And so do they. But guess what? Like, I'm not saying pity me or anything because COVID like wrecked a lot of people's lives. And so I, I, I'm very sensitive towards that. But that was my first experience kind of with the NCAA tournament was it's gone. So yeah. maybe that's a lesson that I need to learn is just appreciate things as when they come. When they and, come. And savor them all. I remembered one thing I was going to say like about another experience that's really fun about NCAA tournaments is you you get to put a patch, an NCAA blue logo patch on your jersey Mm. for the tournament. And that's just like, first, it's such a small thing, but it is super like monumental, I feel like, at least just for me and like my team is like, oh my gosh, we got the blue patch. Like, look, it's on our jersey. Like, we're here. We've made it. It's so special. Like, that was really nice. Part of the tournament. Yeah. I'll I'll say, like, another thing, um, a part of the tournament is the hype around it. Everybody's watching it. Everyone's watching it. And the hype around it, like, the, oh, I forgot the song. What's the song that they play? I forgot the oh. song. Um, oh, yeah. It's like uh, the song. I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I can't think of it at all. One shining moment. That song. Yes, that song. They they like they play that. They want they put put on a video and it is just it's a vibe. Oh my gosh! Yeah, 
I was so. in the one shining moment. Um, my junior, my were? senior year, well, yes. my first senior year, because, uh, so my junior year, we didn't end up going cause of COVID and we didn't make it anyway, but well, so you had injuries that year just, just to like make that clear. Yeah. But, um, so my first senior year, because I played five years and super senior, anyway, my fourth year of college, we went, but he, the the surprising thing about this is we we had like a really good season, but we ended up losing the conference tournament to Gonzaga, um, and that was just super super tough. And we literally lost in the last point six seconds. I still don't. Th- I still think that was such a bad call because the girl literally like put the ball down and then put it up to shoot after she touched it. There's no way that counted. That was like 0.6 seconds. That t- that took at least like a second and a half. So anyway, the clock started late. They ended up winning. She ended up making a, a shot, a, a 0.6 seconds shot. And we're all devastated because like this was kind of our moment to go to the NCAA tournament. We didn't think we had had a strong enough preseason schedule and nit or a net ranking to make it to the tournament so we're all devastated none of us think we're going to the tournament like when um selection sunday ended up coming out like we didn't even really do anything and then last minute on that day we're like well i i guess if we're like let's just watch it some of us were like okay let's just watch it and let's bring food in and just like kind of be sad together (laughs) i remember this now yeah yeah and all of a sudden we're watching it and well lee lee goes one of my coaches he goes oh we wouldn't be in this region because this region plays on sunday but then all of a sudden our because byu doesn't play on sunday but then all of a sudden our name popped up to play against rutgers and all of us like I have the video. I'll post it on our web outlet dot the podcast um, Instagram of the security footage of us in that room. But our name pops up, and all of us start jumping up in the air and is like, "Oh my gosh, we made it into the NCAA tournament!" Like, um, I remember I went on live and like later on in the NCAA tournament, like during commercials, they played that of like oh my gosh, we made it. Like, this is crazy. We didn't think we'd be here, but look, now we're here. Like they decided to like put us in as a bid for the tournament, which was so exciting. And we're just freaking out. And I remember like Tegan comes into the room. It's like, what's going on? What's going on? And we're like, we made it. We're going. And she's like, what? Whoa, oh my gosh. And we're just all jumping around the room. I'll put the video of the security footage on our Instagram. But seriously, like that was such a surreal. And that was such a happy moment for us because it was legit. So raw, real emotions. Like we... It was crazy. And then he proceeded to win the first round. Yeah, we by a, like a very wait, good wait, team. Wait, 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 wait. I need I need to back up because this was COVID year and everybody was going to the same place. So this this was probably my favorite tournament. I will have to say just because like everybody was in the same place. So we were we and you saw all the teams all the time because you had to go to COVID um, testing every single day. We had to get stuck in our nose every single day. 
COVID testing all the time, sitting in this big auditorium, like waiting for our results, going like back and forth from practices and stuff like that. Everybody's wearing masks. Everybody's buses everywhere. TikTok was going off. And so everybody was like doing videos with their teams. It was like such a good, fun experience because everybody was in the same city. It was so fun. But like Connor said, we ended up playing Rutgers and they had a girl on their team that was literally going pro. Like she was going to be drafted guaranteed um, in the WNBA draft. And she just, oh my gosh, she was just an amazing player. And I ended up guarding her and I ended up having such a good game that game. I had 28 points um, just like balling out. It literally felt so good. And um we ended up winning that game. Like Tegan blocked uh, the girl. I think her name was Arielle. She ended up blocking her shot like last second heave at the end of the game. It was so fun. Like we all ran to each other. Oh, it was the best. Like there's great pictures of that. And like it was such a good time. But the sad thing about that game for me personally is I ended up breaking my hand that game. And it was my right hand. There's the most freak accident. Like, um, if you want to go and kind of understand that whole process, I have a little, um, like story highlight on my Instagram that I kind of like talk through the whole thing with pictures, not like of my hand bleeding, but like x-ray pictures and like the video of when it happened and stuff that you guys can check out. But that was literally so devastating because I had just had this crazy great game we won this crazy big game we're going to the round two we were the first upset of that uh ncaa tournament and we were so excited but um i ended up breaking my hand and you would have won the second game for positively sure you still played and you guys only lost i don't know how much you lost by but i was watching the game like obviously when you come off a game scoring 28 points and then the next game like you score like five points. I scored two. Two points or whatever. Like that usually doesn't happen because usually your confidence is just like so high and like you just like you just ride into the next game. Like things just like happen for you. And so Paisley was averaging I think around like 15, 16, whatever points. And they lost by like five, seven, whatever it was. I don't know what it was, but it was close. Paisley wasn't healthy. She couldn't drive and kick and shoot like she usually does and personally i don't think i'm very biased but because i i try to stay rational but i think they would have won that game like one year we did like a uh i didn't i didn't even play like most of the game because like i could physically not catch balls so like after the game happened i went to the doctor and he pretty much like i was like i know my hand's broken and i went to the doctor and he kind of like pushed on it and i heard this click I don't know if that's when it broke or if like it had broken earlier and he just like put it back into place. But I ended up having to go to a whole nother arena where other games were being played, get x-rays there. Um, And then I pretty much, I knew I was like, my hand was hurting so bad. I didn't know if I could play the next day. I knew I was going to because like I just had to. This was an opportunity, so I was going to, but I I couldn't flick my wrist at all, like to shoot. Like 
I couldn't do any of that. My coat or my trainer ended up making me this like makeshift thing to try to protect my hand so it didn't hurt as bad when I caught balls. But like one of the first plays of the game. Also, we ended up playing Arizona in the second round, which they ended up getting second place that year in uh, the tournament. So like that can just show you like we almost won this game when I was hurt and barely played. So like we could have pretty go- I feel like we could have gone pretty far in that tournament if like things had gone our way. But um, my hand is like, like I, I remember one of the first plays uh, Tegan like threw me a ball um, cause I came up to get a catch and like, I couldn't even catch the ball like I had to like kind of like tap it down to the ground and then grab it from there because it just hurts about to even like catch the ball. Yeah. I watched that and I was like, Oh, that's, that's sad. Cause the ball like literally like went through her hands and like hit her like almost right in the face. Yeah. Uh, but that year also like, um, that was my junior year and every single team, uh, gathered in Indiana and, it was it was really cool because we got the whole entire hotel floor to ourselves and we brought like arcade games like and we built like um what's it nba jam and like <laughs> pac-man and different things and then that's when uh jesse wade got stuck on the elevator and <laughs> then we like tore down the elevator door and we got all in trouble um and that's like when people would literally like bring us our meal to our rooms and different things like we'd have to like coordinate like when teams walk by and and then there's like 20 gyms where you practice in and everyone had time to clean this and that and it was just it was interesting and it was interesting seeing like all the other teams pretty much in one place but uh the thing i remember is uh, michigan state and ucla were playing a playing game to see who would play us first round and I was watching the game and UCLA should have won, but they won on a free throw and Michigan State didn't box out. And so UCLA like barely won that game. And then they proceeded to beat us, to beat everyone almost, <laughs> played Gonzaga in the final four and lost on uh, a buzzer beater bank shot to, to end their season. And so they got really hot. And made it like a really good good run, and so kind of same with like Arizona that year. Um, they made it all the way to the final, and uh, UCLA they were going to make it to the final, but they lost on a buzzer beater bank shot half court. Uh, but that I mean that was super fun because we got a I got to play in Butler's gym, um, and that's very that's a very historic, um, a lot of basketball history mm-hmm. is is in that gym, and so I got to play on that on that gym, and it was very awesome. And also just to play on that stage, knowing that like people's filled out the bracket and they're watching you in Vegas and they're betting and you know <laughs> X Y Z. That's also like fun knowing like you're on like one of the most watched. You're literally stage. like the biggest stage for call. Yeah, I mean, just like in general, I think in general, in my, March Madness I mean, is a huge like consumer uh, audience. Uh, event, yeah, it's huge. Everyone yeah. watches it. It like brings in a lot of money too. Yeah, that that like just what you're kind of saying at the beginning, like that just kind of shows what those teams 
um, like UCLA and Arizona. They weren't the highest uh, seeded team in the tournament, but it kind of just shows that when your team is, if your team is playing good at the end of the season, if they're if they're playing their best basketball at the end of the season, they can be anyone. Yeah, and and again, like like matchups. If you're hot, and there's luck involved in it, like there's a lot of things that have to go right. Yeah. For the and you have to be healthy. Yes. For for, for your case, BYU's case, for you to make a big run at the end of the season, and you know my case, my my uh, sophomore year, uh, pandemic got to dodge that mm-hmm. can't make a run if you can't play and so but overall the experience was just like you know i get to like sit like now i watch it and like oh i've been a part of that yeah and sadly i can't say i've been a part of the sweet 16 mm-hmm. or the 32 or the final four or any of that but just like being like hey i was a part of that tournament and you know it's a lot bigger than me but just like knowing like kind of like the ins and outs of it like you left the your blood, sweat, it. and tears like in that environment, well, in that event. I've said this before. Is like I was an Idaho boy, and my first bus trip on AAU, the guy was being very realistic. He was pretty much saying like, "Hey, none of you are pretty much going to go D one. This is the percentage. You're in Idaho. It's not a hot spot for D one athletes. You know X Y Z." And then next thing you know, I remember as a freshman at BYU listening to the national anthem I'm like wow I'm like really here and then I got to the NCAA tournament and not only how many people from D1 basketball from Idaho make it D1 or whatever how many people from Idaho make it D1 not only D1 but they make it to the tournament and, and they play in it and even win and and I think the numbers just go down 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 and especially with same as you no one in our family has ever done it before. Yeah. And so it was just very like, you know, I worked really hard. Did I get all my goals? No, but did I hit some along the way and made some memories? Yeah, I did. And you probably did things you never even thought about before, like that you even thought you could do or was even possible, was even an option, which that's so exciting as well. Yeah, no, that's that's totally true. And, you know, I got to guard one of the best best players in the tournament that whole tournament yeah and you literally stopped him i mean when i was in i stopped him yeah that's <laughs> what i'm saying you literally stopped him so but uh, you're the only one to be able to stop him that's what it felt like pretty much that whole tournament besides Gonzaga. <laughs> so but yeah super like that's stuff that you work for that but, is stuff yeah. that, that that you work for and, and I don't know, in the moment, you don't really realize what's going on. You're kind of just living in the moment and you're taking everything in and you're just really happy, enjoying it, super energetic. But now that a couple of years have passed since a couple of my different tournaments, like you kind of just look back and you're like, wow, like I was living the life. Yeah. And, and that's what I would say to people that are younger that are aspiring to do this or um, or in the mix of it, like. I'm here to tell you that is the best tournament in the entire world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So live it up. You know. Enjoy yourself. Live the moment. Build the relationships. Laugh. Love. You're probably going to cry at the end. Yep. I mean, there's only one winner in those tournaments. One. Out of (sighs) the 60 
I don't count the play-in games. 64, because that's how it's always been. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't know. Like, there's more things that I remembered, like, about my last tournament that was really fun. So we ended up playing Villanova, and but we lost in the first round. But, like, I remember after that game, like, I have brace a bracelet that I still wear that a little girl gave me, um, like, after the game. I still wear it just because... Like one, I love it. I like, I like kind of, um, like I just like bracelets in general, but I really like that she gave that to me. Like she took her time to make something for me. One, one bracelet has the number 13 on it and the other bracelet has my name on it. And she like took the time to make that for me. And it's just kind of a nice reminder for myself that like, like in that moment, I was really, really sad. We lost the turn. We had lost like the first time in the tournament. And I just remembered like, this is bigger than me. Like this, this is not anything more than like a sweet girl looking up to me, no matter if I won or lost, no matter if I played good or not, like she still appreciated me and like loved me enough to give me a gift. It was so sweet. Yeah. And, that year, Paisley's senior year, her actual senior year. My last year, yeah. Your last year. They only lost like two games and they were beating people like beat down. Like they were such a good team. Like they've had the experience now. They've won in the tournament before. They've been multiple times. And, you know, Paisley was hurt last year and some different things happened the year before. And now they had all the returning pieces. They had everything in the world going for them. They had a perfect regular season. Um, they lost in the WCC tournament, which I didn't think they lost. They took an L, but that's, that's for debate. Anyway, everything in the world was like perfect for them to make a run. Like I'm like, you guys are a sweet 16 team for sure. I thought we were going to lead eight for sure. At the beginning sweet of the season. Elite eight for Paisley, sweet 16 for me, for sure. Played the game, had a little bit of an off night. Things just didn't go the way. They were still in it. They still battled. Just just how basketball is. Again, like I said, the end, end of the year, it's how hot you are, how lucky you are, the matchups, you know, a lot of factors play into it. And it just was just one of those nights. Mm-hmm. Unlike, unbelievable. But I will say this. Watching that year was so inspiring to me, not because of the play. Well, it was because of the play, but it was because I saw so many fathers with their daughters at the game, spending time with each other, watching these girls play basketball. So I sat around, I sat up in Michigan and like, oh, we're from Georgia. Oh, we're from Virginia. We're from this. And it was just the daughter and the daughter because you inspired young girls. And, but you know, obviously looking because I love family and different things, the dad taking the time for the daughter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. And that's what Paisley means. It's like much, much bigger than basketball, like herself, because that's what like inspired me. And then she got a bracelet and everything like this, but there were so many people there with their daughters watching it. Like usually it's like, Oh, I'm going to take my son to the game. But this time it was, I'm taking my daughter to the game. Yeah. So I love that. It was that. really sweet. Like, I mean, last year, I will never, like, that team, like, we, 
we were the same exact team from the previous year, but then we added six more girls, which just made our team even that much closer. And it was just such a blessing to be able to like build off the previous years we had. And we were having the best time of our lives. Like we knew how to work hard um, when it, when it came time to that, but we also knew how to play hard when it came time. And like, we just enjoyed ourselves all the time. We were laughing all the time. Um, we were dancing all the time and like those friendships I made with those girls, especially that year, like you can't, you can't make that stuff up. You can't recreate that in my opinion. Like those relationships and that team will be special in my heart forever. Like I literally think about those girls all the time and like, and the things we ended up doing that year. But really I mostly think about those girls and like, I've talked to like so many of them and consistently too just in this last year just because of those types of relationships we had like I don't know it it was just a definitely a very very special year it did not end how we expected at all but like on top of that that's not really what I even think about like I really just think about those girls and like the literal fun we had all the time yeah so to go along with what Paisley's saying um, if you haven't seen the video, there's this there's this dude and he says, like, what are you going to miss most about college basketball? And he's like, the meals that we had together. And people like, like he's crying too on national TV and everyone laughs at him. But like, it's true. That's, it's, that's the it's part. true. It's going to, you know, room with your teammates and like you work and you battle with each other. And then you have those mills where you're laughing, you're giggling, you're making jokes, you're talking about what happened, you know, three weeks ago or what happened in your class and this, you know, X, Y, and Z. And like, seriously, I can say the same thing. It's like those moments with your teammates and those experiences, like that's what you're going to miss. Like you're doing what you love. You're creating these experiences it is hard. There's a lot of ups and downs, but those private moments that a lot of people don't see mm-hmm. behind the scenes are like, as athletes, I feel, obviously this is an opinion, is what we love. Yeah. So that's all I have to say. Yeah. Paisley has more experience, guys. But, <laughs> oh, just in the NCAA tournament, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just fun in general. Like, Oh, like, like I said last week, the, the fact, like seeing the Cavender twins going to the elite eight after never being in the NCAA tournament before and them experiencing that, like, I'm not only jealous that they got to go that far, but I'm extremely just happy for them because they were able to chase those dreams, do what they set their minds to do at the beginning of the season with transferring and going. So like, that's just an example to me of go take that leap of faith to take that next step and go chase your dreams, do what you have to do to chase your dreams and get what you want done. And if that's the NCAA tournament, let's go, let's go to the tournament, put yourself in a position to go. I couldn't agree more. I love that. So you did it. I did it. So yeah, the final four is happening now. Um, the, I'll just do an update with, (laughs) with what teams are in like the finals, but for the women, South Carolina, 
Virginia Tech, the last two number one seeds. And then we have LSU and I always forget the other one. Virginia Tech? No, I It's just, Virginia Tech versus LSU, Iowa versus South Carolina. Iowa, yes, Iowa. And on I the men's side, that. it's Miami versus UConn and San Diego State versus Florida Atlantic. Which Florida Atlantic is literally the Cinderella oh, yeah. game of the year. Oh, yeah, for sure. But we should wrap this up. Okay, yeah, we've been talking for a long time, but I hope you guys can tell how much we really enjoyed our times at the NCAA tournament because it's such a fun time and experience of the year. Anyway, Connor's ready to go eat. We got to make lunch, but we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Also, just to do something kind of fun and maybe help us get more like viewers and publicity if you are listening to our podcast and would want to will you please screenshot and put us on your instagram story and kind of let other people know that you're listening to us because that would be just so appreciated and kind of just show your support for our podcast and if you tag outlet.thepodcast we will repost your stories um obviously because we love you guys and we really appreciate you guys listening to us so i hope you guys kind of like this two-part series of the ncaa tournament this month and we appreciate you guys so much all right bye guys peace